But it is a rarity for us to say, how come you don't have any money? Yesterday I know you had 50 million. Say, so by faith, I gave it out. I did not invest it though. I don't mean Jaguda. I gave out 50 million so that God can make it 500 million. No. I mean that I gave it out. Why do you give it out? I realized that money must have come for a particular reason. I searched around me. I couldn't find the reason why the money came. So I decided that God must have a purpose somewhere else. And then I went somewhere and I discovered what people were doing. And then suddenly my spirit just said, give out that money. And I gave it out. I wasn't going to get, what are you going to get it for? Nothing, nothing. But I believe that God is happy. Praise God. No, we hardly hear that. People do it, you know, we hardly hear such, such testimonies. We look, listen. Do you know in your Bible, there are people that died by faith? Hebrews chapter 11, he said they, they, they decided that they preferred, they rejected deliverance. Why? They prefer a better resurrection. So by faith, they died. People have told me before that John the Baptist died because he did not have, know his authority. Very funny. Did you read what Jesus said about him? Of all men, born of women. Did you read about John the Baptist? Some of these will talk about John the Baptist because we are so carnally minded. We cannot understand why should you die at the age of 30. And they beheaded you. In case you don't know, for those foundational people, I don't know why God just loved them to die unnaturally. But it was a decision he made. Of all the disciples, the apostles of Jesus Christ, only one guy did not die, that, that did not die violently. Only one. Who's that one? John. Who, of course, you've heard the story. They said it's still around. It goes to church um, where? Is it? Uh, <laughs> and maybe some of you have met him before. I, I don't know. But one man said he's still alive. What he just did, he, he read through the Bible to show that there's nowhere the Bible said he died or that he would die. But all the other people, the first to go, James. Then they grabbed Peter. The church said no. <laughs> and the Lord released Peter. Thomas went to India. And they killed him there. After he had turned everybody to Christians. Fought Hinduism in India. Hinduism is old. It's not like Islam. Buddhism, Hinduism, they are old. They are old religions. They were there before Jesus came. Thomas went there with the gospel of Jesus. He died in the process. Every single one that died one by one. It was not like they did not know have authority. When Paul was going to die, you see the way he said it. He said, I'm in a fix now. I'm in a confusion. Whether to... Ay, I'm not sure. Whether to... Whether to remain alive or to die and be with the Lord. He said, you see, for me to... You know, that one is far better. For me to die now and be with Jesus Christ is far better. He said, the only thing is that if I die, there are certain revelations you guys have not yet learned. I need to teach it. So there are about two cities I have not yet visited. And I need to spend like three years in each one of them to be able to impact a spiritual substance to them. He said, for that reason, I think I will remain alive. He said, because for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. He said, but nevertheless, for the things I have to do, I think I will remain alive. He could choose whether he wanted to live or die. When it was time to die, he now wrote a letter to Timothy. So I've checked everything. I've checked. There's no revelation God puts in my mouth I have not taught. Remember I talked to the Ephesians church in Ephesus. He said to them, listen, I have given to you what the whole counsel of God. So I'm leaving. You will not see my face anymore. There's no need. There's nothing you're supposed to hear from me. I have not yet spoken. He looked at his whole life. He checked what revelation did God give me I have not yet revealed, given to people. The ones I, did not, I couldn't teach, I wrote them down. So he said, the only thing that remains for me now, he said, is for, is a crown of no glory that God reserves for me and people who have said it like this. He said, listen, I'm ready to be poured forth as a drink offering. Then history tells that they removed his head. It was not because they could kill him. They couldn't kill him one day earlier than he agreed to die. Jesus said, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down by myself. I have the power to lay down. I have the power to take it up again. That's what faith we are talking about. So men died by faith. They said, okay, we've checked. What are we living for? Nothing. Okay, which kind of death will glorify Jesus Christ? 
It was a question. Then the Bible says said that God, Jesus revealed to, to Peter the kind of death that what? Glorify him. Now, you know, God doesn't reason the way you and I reason. His own yardstick for measurement, I don't understand. Fully, we, we, we know in part. But one day, the only understanding I had was, I, because I kept on wondering, God, what is it now? Can't your servants just lie down and just, you know, just go away? And Jesus said, okay, should we die and I die? How is that your problem? I don't know whether I get my point. If you are not afraid of your head, neck, is, is he paining you? I will give you anesthesia. Are you getting my point? Because Jesus said, should be to die is die. Whether you die in bed or they remove your head, you will have the same feeling. People, there are people who die in bed in pain. Do you know that? They've been sick for the last six months. Signed the right leg, moved to the right waist. They moved to the left waist, went down to the left leg, then came back up in the middle of the spine. They finally hooked the head like this. Then the man started begging for death. They didn't kill him. Oh. Now Americans and you know, Europeans are fighting for the right to die. You know it's a serious fight. And they win it regularly. Because they are persistent each time they win. They win. In a lot of European countries now, in fact the last two I saw, very horrible sights. A man got up fit, nothing wrong with him. He was about 70 something or about 90 or so. He said that this life has gotten boring. So he traveled, told his children he's going. He traveled to another country, paid in the hospitals that, that he came to die. And he laid down and they killed him. Yes, it's happening now in this, to this world. The one I saw, which I watched, I mean, for me, for me it was a horror sight. Now you say, oh, horror. Nothing, no, they didn't show anything bad. But the woman sat down, they interviewed her. Yeah, it's a decision she has made. And the children say, yeah, we're very supportive of what my, our mother wants to do. At the end of the day, the doctor comes, greets her very well, shakes her hand, talks to her again, and said, do you realize that I'm going to give you this medicine and you're not going to wake up? The woman said, yes. So he mixed the medicine and gave it to her, and she drank it. Except instead of dying in one hour, four hours later she was still snoring. So they all decided that it's time for the doctor to use something more deadly. So he took a poisonous subwell, simple potassium chloride, put into her vein, pushed it in, her heart stopped, and they carried the mother for burial. It's going on in today's world. Oh, where have you been? It's going on. And where it is not being allowed, people are fighting every day. One man still lost his own fight somewhere, maybe in the UK recently, and still a big issue. Because he has what we call locked-in syndrome. And UK people still refuse that you can just die because the doctor says, let's kill you. They say, no. You know, people are now right wheels. That this is the maximum I'm allowed to be treated. Their will is now written. You know, before it's okay, when I die, my motor car to my son, my house to my son. This one, this kind of thing. No, no, the only is that the will is that if I ever collapse and I can't speak after two days, kill me. I'm serious. It's now dead boys are doing it now. Now listen to me. And in a lot of parts of, the Euro- of Europe, they don't limit it to old people. Anybody's allowed to do it. You just wake up one day and say, oh boy, I don't die for this country. So, where are you going to? You're going to America. No, 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 I'm going to die. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. They now have death clinics. There was one young girl. She came to die. Why? She said she's tired of her. She has a mental problem. That, so she hears voices. Said that the voices are driving her crazy. So she came, checked in and died. No, I don't want to use the word assisted suicide because it makes the life sound very nice. No, this is death by doctor. The only thing they claim they do is that they try and assess you to be sure you're not depressed. Whoever makes such a choice and is not depressed? It is just that you have changed the definition of depression to exclude the desire to die prematurely. Anyways, let's come back to Christianity and leave madness alone. What I want to explain here, see. So that's why Jesus said, look, what's all of this noise you are making about dying? People are waking up, slapping bombs to their body. Say, you are afraid of pain, don't worry. It will not pain <laughs> Back to Jesus Christ, he decides the kind of death that will glorify him. And I asked then in prayer, Lord, why is it that this kind of death you can't like? There's only one thought that came to my mind after thinking about it for a long time. It's like this. 
you preach to the people that Jesus died for them. And you to join him and die for them. Let them see. That's all. That's the reason. That's the only understanding I have. He said, listen, Shebi, the life is over. You are not going to die prematurely. You will die on, at the right time. You will not determine it. I will determine it. Are you getting my point? I can give you the revelation. So, now, say you are going. All right, let me decide how you go. And usually, when these people die in righteousness, either they die in peace on their bed, or they are killed in persecution. Not, if they die any other way, it's usually something is wrong. But when things are in order, these are the two ways I found that he has chosen. But let's continue what we're trying to teach. Paul said, I speak like this because we walk by what? Faith. So people do die by faith. Faith is not just we grab something for ourselves. Faith is the way we live for God. And if necessary, we die for Him. That's what faith is. So people rejoice because we walk by faith. We heard the story of Polycarp. How Polycarp died. He was an old man. But one day he woke up and said he dreamt that his pillow was... No. He said that I'm going to be executed. I'm going to be burnt at the stake. They said, why did you say I dreamt this night that my pillow was on fire? And when they came to arrest him, I think the man that came to arrest him, he converted that guy. Because he was not afraid. When they wanted to burn him at the stake, Polycarp, they wanted to tie him. He said, why would I tie him? Why, should, why do I need to be tied? There is no need. He stood as he put his... You know, the wood around him, set it on fire. He didn't move. Of course, such things, a lot of legends build around it, so we don't know the truth. But the fact is that everybody agreed that he did not show any sign of pain or distress or anything. But there are different stories. Some said that he did not even die. That is, for a long time, the fire could not kindle on him. It's as if he wanted to prove to them that you're not the ones killing me. I'm laying down my life by myself. That's one story. There's another different stories we have heard. I had a story of one man when communism was waxing very strong, they took him and his wife and his children and they put them in the this and they, they, they started burying them alive. And the children began to cry. And the man calmed them and said, why are they crying? He said, don't they know that this night they are going to have dinner with Jesus Christ? And they started rejoicing. Why? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. My friend told me a story again. This one, you just hear stories, but it's illustrated stuff. So those days when they used to kill Christians, you know, one day they tied them to the stake. One guy finally renounced. All they wanted to do just say Caesar is Lord. And Jesus is not Lord. And you're free. So one man agreed. He renounced Christ. I said that Caesar is Lord. And he left. And the woman jumped out and said Caesar is not Lord though. Jesus is Lord. From the crowd. <laughs> so <laughs> a friend of mine told me the story. So they grabbed that one. What are you saying? He said, I saw a crown fall. I came to pick it up. So he took that man's position at the stake. He said, bros, free crown. <laughs> I beg. Jesus is Lord. Yeah? Go, go about it. Paul said, why? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. One prayer I prayed, and I prayed all the time. I said, God, I beg. I beg you. And I know he's answering me. I said, Lord, I don't want to see this life from beneath. I want to see it from above. It's, my, it's, a, it's an important prayer point. So, Lord, let me know what is real. Let me look at life the way you are seeing it. Many of the things people struggle over, they are now <laughs> ignorant. Sometimes, you know, I, 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 want to, I wish I could see through the eyes of the angels. How they will be looking at us with pity. Sometimes I see, I hear of children fighting over inheritance, you know. And I wonder, do people do such things? You, you get my point? I say, well, maybe because... I didn't have to fight over anything. You get what I'm saying? But people fight over inheritance. Why? There was one, this one really happened somewhere not too far from here. You know, just okay, not so close to Enugu. It really happened. A man, and they're not boys, late forties, fifty thereabouts, killed his brother in front of his mother over their father's house. I, I you know. It's, my head wants to explode. I don't know whether you're getting my point. You fight over what? Inheritance? I won't even fight you over my own money. 
God taught me early how to write money off. I told you the story before. I, want, I bought my wife a car many years ago. The guy told me the car is 1.2 million naira. I gave him 1.2 million naira. Bring motor now. Story. Bring motor now. Story. Bring motor now. Story. Finally, I called his friend. Uh, you know, he told me the guy came and said, uh, uh, "You see, uh, he needs forty thousand naira. Somebody sees the car from him because only the person money. So he needs forty thousand naira to release the car." <laughs> I laughed. I told him, "I said, boy, you know what?" I said, "Okay, I'll give you the money. I paid everything we agreed on, but I'll give the extra forty thousand. Not, not a problem." I said, "But bring the car." The person you are owing him money, arrange for me to meet the guy. I will hand him the cash. Then he gives me my car. Just to end the story quickly. Eventually, I met that guy, and I had to give that guy seventy thousand, and not even forty. And the guy explained the whole thing to me. I said, "No problem." I paid him seventy thousand. I took my car, which was a blessing anyway. I don't want to bore you with the story because the guy told me that he's not releasing that car to the guy I paid to. He's, after we talked, he said, "Look, sir, if you can come, because you're far from here." If you can come, I will give you the car. I said, because if I give that your guy the car, you will never see it. So he said, let me hold the car. Then you come. You and him, come and see me. You pay me my money, I give you your car. And that's what he finally did. But that, that's not the story I'm telling you about. I'm giving you. It just was that. Another of his friends called me and said, please, sir. Please, sir. I've seen that car. It's a good car. You will like it. Just give him that 40000 I told him I'm not giving him a dime. This is where I'm going. I said, you guys don't understand. I have written off the 1.2 million. I have forgotten it. I've kissed it bye bye. Now this 40k now is not is my own. Are you getting my point? <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I don't know what I get my gist. I said the 40,000 you're asking me for is my money. The 1.2, thank you. It's not missing. The 1.2 is gone. I have kissed it bye bye. One brother some that time. It's not now. So I'm telling you long ago. He said, Banky, you gave somebody 1.2 million naira and you are sleeping. I said, what do you want me to do? <laughs> he said, you are strong. <laughs> Let me tell you how bad I can be. If the guy came one day and said, the car entered into, uh, uh, into uh, the river and disappeared. I will see him, I will still be greeting him. Oh, but how now? I won't do business with him again, no, but I won't uh, go home. No, 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 no. So, you know, so when I see people fighting over something you did not even work for, it amazes me. So when I see they, they are fighting, they are fighting. I say, why won't somebody just walk away? Is it not money? Is it not houses? Is it not land? People that didn't inherit anything, they have bought five thousand times what you are fighting over. I don't know. I get what I'm explaining here. So it amazes me sometimes that people will be fighting. <laughs> the siblings are fighting and killing each other. This one really happened over a building. A man killed his brother. Of course, police won't say because your mother doesn't have any other son, you can stay with her. <laughs> they now render the woman childless because their hearts are tied to physical things. Meanwhile, Paul said, no. Even our bodies, we are waiting for it to be taken away. Now, what am I teaching? Because we walk by faith, which is the reason why I pray to God. Faith is not, listen, let me say something about faith. Faith does not mean, I assume. Faith for us believers means, I understand the spiritual. I hope you get my point. When Jesus asked the disciples, why, were you, why are you afraid? You know, to, to him it was like, Breeze is blowing. You are afraid. <laughs> Do you follow my point? You know, imagine a child now. A millipede. You know what they call millipede? Millipede is crawling. And your child starts running, 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 running. That, 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 that. So you get there. So you put the child up thinking it's a snake. So you say, snake, snake, snake. Then you go and look and you see a millipede. What's the first reaction? You just hiss. What's all of this? Then to make a point to the child, assume you're a man, you're not a woman, you pick the millipede up and look, it's a millipede. Ah, the child will scream, say it's a millipede. You know, I do think that you now put on your own head. <laughs> to prove that is nothing. That's exactly how Jesus, you know the way you now deal with um, the millipede. So your child will rest. What do you do? You take it and throw it away. 
I don't think I've ever killed a millipede in my life. You know why? They are so harmless. I don't believe in killing harmless things like that. For you to be killed, you have to show me potential for irritating me. I'm like, like mosquitoes, yes, you know. <laughs> like, like one man, you heard the joke, one man came home one day with a pint of blood and he hung it somewhere. Told the mosquito, please, please, see the blood over there, I want to sleep. <laughs> he hung the pint somewhere, say, I beg. What I need is my sleep. All this buzzing around my head. I beg, I don't want it. It's only when you have a potential. Do you follow my point? So for Jesus, that's why, that's why he was sleeping. So he said, what is with all of this noise? Yeah, don't you care that we will perish? Wind is blowing. You will perish? That's exactly how Jesus reacted. Now, so for us, it's not like, I believe we will not die. Peter, hold James, we will not die. Let's say the Father, today is not a good day to die. Lord, now... It was like it's wind. It does not kill people. That is, people like us. But when the children were still afraid of the millipede, so he took the millipede and threw it away. And how did he do that? He said, peace be still. And the millipede relaxed. To the Lord Jesus, that was what? Millipede. There was a time also, Elisha was in the mountain. And soldiers came to arrest him. And he too was sleeping. And the servant came and said, Alas, my master, what are we going to do? He said, There's nothing. Do we need to do anything? Are you not sleepy? He said, Sir, it's not time for sleep. Look. So, master looked. Oh, plenty of soldiers. Uh-huh. So, what am, I supposed, what am I supposed to do? But they've come to arrest and said, Relax. Those, now listen to this. He said, Those who are with us are more than those ones who are coming to arrest us. So, he went back to sleep. So Elijah, um, was it Gehazi? Anyway, the servant went out and looked and did not see anybody with them. So he came back and said, sir, you have to wake up. They didn't come to work today. <laughs> sir, you have to wake up. Why should I wake up? They didn't come. Who didn't come? Those who are supposed to be on our side. I thought, I thought the king of Israel sent some, boy, some soldiers. They didn't come. They have not yet arrived. Oh, Elijah said, oh God. Please, I need to sleep. Open his eyes, let him see that they are actually around. So that one now came out. And now saw chariots. Heavenly chariots. Circling the mountain. So he now stood there and said, yeah, who are you looking for? <laughs> you see, faith, no, listen, this is the truth. Faith is the, is the reality you have encountered. It's not the ability to close your eyes and say, ah, I will not doubt, I will not doubt. No, it's the reality you have encountered. Which is the reason why I pray the prayer I pray. That's why I pray that prayer. God, help me to see you know, the reality of the spiritual. You know, there are things you will see and you will never be afraid. You know the truth? If God wants to cure many of us of fear, you just say, okay, next time you are going out, I will let you see your angels. And if you see, there are different kinds of angels. Now, I've said it before. The angels, and when they are coming, you see their guitar in their hand. Those ones are not on guard duty. Those are worship angels. Bing. When I come into your presence, I'm so happy. They are leading worship. Michael, when they come into physical form, they typically are giants in shape. The angels that fly up, but the ones that guard, when God allows you to see them, they are never normal height. God allows you to see that they tower. Are you getting my point? Stories I've heard, I've never seen one. Those who have seen them, they are never normal height. They are the time they want to enter this hall. They kind of, if they stand inside the hall, they can't stand straight. They have to bend their necks so that they don't, their head don't pass through the ceiling. So what God does, just show you two of them. Say, who are those? Say, they are your guys. And after that, they'll be looking for trouble. <laughs> As we are going, some boys will come say they are kidnappers. He say, kidnap if you can. <laughs> you're not afraid. Come closer. You see, you're not doing, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. No, you're just not afraid. Even if they grab you and they are dragging you, you're not afraid. And once that fear can't come into your life, anywhere you go, you know it is the ordination of God. It's how God ordained it. Look at what, that happened, what happened in that particular situation. Those angels didn't seem to do anything. Elisha came and said, what are you looking for? We are looking for the man of God. Ah, come, come, come. Let me show you where he is. 
What did they do? They blinded those men. They couldn't see. They saw Elisha. Did not recognize him. They went into the midst of Samaria. Did not know where they were. When they got into the midst of Samaria, they didn't just now remove their blindfold. They suddenly realized they were in the midst of enemy territory. So the king said, what do I do? Do I kill them? He said, no, 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 no. no. If you capture them in war, there are rules of engagement. That's what they call prisoners of war. Do you kill prisoners of war? The king said, no. He said, this one you didn't even capture in war. They walked by themselves into your... He said, give them food. The boys, hey, when they finish eating, say, go, if I see you again. <laughs> no, that's how angels walk. I'm going to explain something here. See, if God allows you to see just two of the angels that guard you, all this one that we can't travel at night, you know it will vanish from your mind. Just as the angels, when do you guys sleep? They say, we don't sleep. So okay, no problem then. I need to go to Oka. It's an emergency. I'm not telling the Lord my God, I need to go. It's, I know it's 1 a.m., but guys, we get to go. That is what faith is. Now remember what I said? We deliberately, I've not been able to develop so far, all right? That is so very much. But we deliberately see life, interpret our lives from the realm of the spirit. Now, that's the point I'm trying to make. It's a choice you make how you interpret your life. That's why I told the whole story. It's a choice. What is faith? You make up your mind. I want, listen to me. That's why Paul, I give Paul as an example. First, in Hebrews chapter 11, we read, we read this. By faith, we do what? We understand. Every child of God will first make up his mind, make up her mind that without faith, I have no understanding. You accept it. You know, I've seen Christians argue with me sometimes. And you're like, do you realize I'm not trying, I'm arguing not on base 10. Do you get my point? But let's go the other way. You're arguing on base 2. I'm on base 10. You are telling me you want to join one to one, it becomes one, one, or whatever base two people say. You are saying, no, we need to add for a long time to be able to get to the second digit. And the guy is arguing with you. You don't get it. I've changed the base for the calculation. I'm doing my calculation on base 10. You're on base 2. And you are supposed to be on base 10 with me. These arguments are not necessary. You know, the article I told I read today, why I liked it was that, the man who wrote it was trying to prove to Africans that your problem is not government. Your problem is you. That is a people. And these are the points I've tried to get, to get Christians to understand. Of course, we'll go beyond that for believers. Let me give an example. In the last few days, okay, Tor Reverend and I, we traveled, so we won't work, we'll come back here. They were just talking about it. For certain reasons, we started thanking God for the current president. As every time a government has been elected in Nigeria, I've always been one to rejoice. Even though most times I miss it in voting time. It's only once I've gotten it right during voting. Only once. That presidential level. Gubernatorial level, I usually get that one right because I always vote in Enugu. I know now one party we get. All this one of uh, six people fighting over one post. We, we are very peaceful people in Enugu. We thank God the word of God is working. Amen. Before the election, we have prayed and we have seen the vision. <laughs> who is our governor? And all of us will now be printing posters all over the town. Meanwhile, because we know that he will, he will want to be settled, we now go and put, <laughs> we now see Israel, we can go and buy one big billboard. He said, Kingdom was says it ended in praise. <laughs> why are you, why are you everybody looking for his own? The Lord is good. No, but no, I, no, and if I, one brother said, if ordered it to me, they showed that they knew we had the most peaceful election this last time. I said, that's what we'll be for here. We do all this fighting, river state. I don't know. Anyway, we have to do more seminars in that place because we need to cast out the Bazebub that's warring them there. Even the man who's not contesting is still fighting. The Lord is good. That's just what I'm making, alright? Now, most of the time I don't get it right when it comes to presidential elections. But you know what? Not for one moment have I ever been angry at who won. The moment is declared the winner. I thank God for his life. I start praying for the individual. Why? It has never. People will argue with me. I've seen pastors argue that God gives you the kind of leaders you vote for. I say, oh God, it is not possible that the Almighty rules in the affairs of man. He gives the kingdoms over to whosoever he wishes. 
The Bible says he's the governor amongst the nations. I said, he said, he's what? I said, no, no, no. We have, we can affect it, but not in the individual. What we can affect as individuals, as, as people, is we will get a good leader or a bad leader. We cannot choose the person. And I can prove that to you. Did Israel choose Saul? But did they ask for a king? Did they get a king? Was it, was God happy he gave them a king? No. But did he choose the king? Yes. Was he a good king? No. But was it God's choice? Yes. The fact that the king is bad does not mean it was not God's choice. There are two reasons why kings get bad. Kings get bad. One, God said, I want to punish the people. Give them an idiot. So they will get a king that doesn't have a brain. He will, he will ruin the economy, destroy infrastructure, until they turn around and say, where is God my maker? And God says, okay, remove that guy. That's one reason why kings are bad. Sometimes God knows they are bad. And he appointed them for their badness. Oh, you think, you know, forget it. People would lie that God judges people. There are times he looks and says, it's time to punish the Egyptian. What do I do? I give him over into the hands of a cruel master. That's the word. I choose a master for him and it's a cruel one. Wicked soul that the master will be. The second reason why kings are bad is sometimes they were good at the beginning, like Solomon was. Then they backslide over time. And usually they are backsliding, carries the whole nation with it. If he did not carry the whole nation with it, God will remove him. This is what I'm making. For these reasons, anytime leaders come into Nigeria, all I do is what? I pray. I pray. I give thanks. I rejoice. And if you have enough information, some of the so-called most, that is, some of the least popular head of states we have had in Nigeria, have established some of the best things for the country. I choose, listen, that's what I'm talking about. It's a choice we make. I choose to look from above. If I engage in political discussion, it's just for, for the fun of it. I have understood. Every head of state is appointed by council in heaven. When they have decided him, then it will manifest two different ways on the earth. It's a choice we've made to understand. I said to me last time, even if there's, okay, on Tuesday, even if there is sickness all over the uh, uh, land, Lassa fever breaks out, Ebola breaks out, smallpox breaks out, chickenpox, whatever it is. If they say a Christian is down with it, what is the reason why he's down? You have a choice of two. By faith, we what? Understand. Without faith, we have no understanding. Without faith, you say, by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So that what we see do not count, come out of things that are visible. So, what is the visible aspect? And the neighbor had smallpox. Then the children went there to go and play. They did not know that the child, they rubbed the hand, or they touched his hand, you know, all those kind of stories. Then they brought him to their own house. That's how smallpox, there's no smallpox in my just as an example. That's how smallpox pray. hey, sorry, you. What Bible says? You have spoken against faith. Real faith understands that the words are framed by the word of God. That the reason why that disease came into that house has nothing to do with those children who went over there. Reality, we know. Plagues. People have seen these things in the realm of the spirit. They see the spirits running up and down. The question is, that why were they not afraid to enter into that home? That is the spiritual question. So if we pray, if, if we start praying with faith, we don't say this, you know, what are you doing outside there? What are we doing outside there? What are you doing outside there? We don't say that. We kneel down and say, where is God my maker? Why we want to chase a thousand or two chase ten thousand? Except their rock gave them up. Say, Lord, what is going on here? And the Lord says, no, repent of this, rebuke the devil. So you join hands and say, in the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for your mercy. We repent of this, of talking like this and all of that. Now we'll close the door. Now Satan, in Jesus' name, we command you out of this home. People start recovering. John Gilek will tell you the story of when they had a plague outbreak in South Africa. I, think, I don't know what, I think it was Letwaba, one of the men who worked with me, one of the natives. The man went to go and pray. Gilek will come regularly and say, how far? He said, things are not clear yet. Then one day Gilek said, look, let's pray together. Maybe I'll be able to help you. As they were praying, suddenly two of them were in the spirit. And they looked, and they saw it like a flock of goats, demons in the horizon. By that time, because they could see, 
Because vision gives you power. Now, they were, no, Paul said, we're not boxing as one, you know, punching the air. The two of them, spiritually speaking now, they began to pursue after the demons in the name of Jesus, out of this territory. In the name of Jesus, out of the ter- territory. And guess what happened? When the prayer was over, by next day, people began to recover. Plague began to disappear. The epidemic was over, over the next few days. Because one man sat in one place and said, no, I won't live here until we get victory over this thing. When Ebola came into Nigeria at that time, till now CNN is confused. They said, well, you know, Nigeria was able to have... You, you know the story of what happened to Ebola? What's the name of that man? Is it Tim Sawyer? Whatever his name. Huh? Patrick Sawyer. Of course, you know the story about that man when he arrived. Let's make a long story short. The epidemic was well contained. What will have been disastrous in Nigeria? We are the most populous. We are almost 200 million people. Lagos has almost 20 million human beings there. Tight quarters. Those countries where you see those devastations, they are in villages. So imagine those tight quarters in Lagos. Of course, they say we were able to do that because, you see, Nigeria has a good infrastructure and then they had an existing health system. I said, Nigeria has good infrastructure. (laughs) All of a sudden. I said, now, wow, maybe I should play with the things you guys have been showing us over the last 10 years. Then I was watching it on the television as they were saying it, that you know, Nigeria was able to contain it because they have a, an existing health infrastructure, which was very, very good and all of that. Uh-huh. Or more. Things just change all of a sudden. Of course, why did they say that? It's because we contained, you know, you could see the way it went. We contained it. We contained it. Oh, Fashola was governor of Lagos that time. He pulled the resources, contained it. Still remember the nurse that traveled to the east for a wedding. They pursued her down here with two ambulances. One for her, one for her husband. They, they didn't even carry her and her husband in the same ambulance. Uh, in the same ambulance. Pursued her down to Anambra State, to the village where she was doing where they extracted the woman, put her into the vehicle, locked her inside the ambulance, put her husband in another one, took them back to Lagos. Quarantined the people seriously. Of course, they did all of those things. You know, we didn't know Nigeria could do contact tracing. They knew everybody you talked to, everybody, everybody whose hand you shook. And once, you tell, once they, they catch the person, carry him, go and lock him up also. <laughs> it was interesting. But what? Of course, by faith we do what? We understand. Those of us that have faith that that had, that was a manifestation of God's mercy when it had been obtained. Because I can tell you how it could have gone the other way. The man went to a course with a wife. Luth was on strike that weekend. If he had gone to emergency in Luth, contract tracing would have been near impossible. But because he went to a high-class hospital, and this woman that died for it, uh, the devil, when she came, what's going on, fever, is from where? They told him, immediately, close the place up. The man wanted to discharge, he said, no. If we have to get police, we'll get police. You're not living here. They invoked diplomatic, you know, rights. The woman said, no, you're not going. They closed the door, you're not going anywhere. Virtually imprisoned him by force. If he had gone to Luth, simply because it was a public hospital, those things would have been very, very difficult. And you will not know how many people came in, how many people went out. All the resources that they used. It's God that said, Fashola, I have a job for you to do in Lagos. Go and wait there. If God had put one Amugbo as governor. I, I hope I get You know what they call Amugbo? A man high on weed. <laughs> you know, you know, they're not used to bad governors. You don't know bad governors. Right? <laughs> God has still spoiled us in this state. So people need to relocate to some states. I know what they call bad governors. <laughs> they are getting fear and fear by the day anyway. So, but you know, but if the God has sent one madman who did not care, you know, some things cannot be imagined. What will have happened in Lagos State? But by faith, we understand that God put everything in order. He put it in order, chose the governor, chose his commissioners, chose where that man will go. Why? Because, you see, God can change the past. People say he doesn't. When we praise to him, he rearranged the events and closed the thing in. 
In a few weeks, WHO declared Nigeria Ebola free. I don't think any country ever had that honor, in quotes, of getting Ebola, and in a few weeks, they declared the Ebola free. But what really happened is simple. Everywhere, we knelt down to pray. Kai, we did. Oh, God, we did. There are times even I, of course, I'm not the only one, many of us here, all over the country, we just, in our mind, you see what could happen. Then you get up at night and kneel down. not here. And the spirit took the sword, put it back into his sword. And the Lord said, turn, not that country. Listen, what happened in Rwanda and Burundi was the stories of the intercessors that have heard it. You know what happened in Rwanda? 800,000 people died in three months. 800,000. In three months in Rwanda, most of whom died by the hands of their neighbors. Militia killed, neighbors killed, cholera finished the rest. If you watch TV those days, you will see corpses floating on rivers that you won't see the water. You only know it's a river because the bodies are moving up and down. Otherwise, you can't see the water full of human dead bodies. You know what people told us? That those spirits were headed for South Africa. They were supposed to mark the end of apartheid. But the Christians there gathered and said, no. They prayed to the Lord for mercy. They fought the devil. What he does is temptations. They killed anger. And God moved events. And Nelson Mandela went on air and just declared forgiveness. Guys, forgive. And once he did that, the spirit said, what? They just turned and entered into Rwanda where nobody was praying. And devastated the place. Devastated the place. By faith we understand. So that's why Christians, you know, when we talk about building faith all around, we don't just get around and criticizing government. We know government doesn't have the power. The church has the power. Every time we criticize, we are indicting ourselves. Oh. I wish God would give us a foreplay, you know, of this uh, judgment day. Let's just watch small video. You will line us up, see beating. You'll be forgiving the politicians like this. Forgiveness for them from the beginning to the end. But the Christians, punishment. Why? We hold the power. What am I going to explain? People, it's a choice to make. We deliberately do it. You choose to interpret events around you with God's word. Say, without faith, I have no understanding. If I don't operate, that is, if I don't see a revelation, if I don't interpret it with God's word, it has no meaning. It has no meaning. It has no meaning. It has no meaning. Like we said the other day, a man forgot Joseph. I mean, I mean you, you, you may be a Joseph, and people are forgotten you. You felt forgotten. Now you know. You have no right to be angry. After all, the man who forgot Joseph, forgot Joseph because God said, thou shalt forget. That's what happened. Then when it was time to remember Joseph, thou shalt remember. And the man woke up and said, wait, what, wait. There was one young boy. God. How did I forget this boy all this while? It was not him. It's just that the time to remember Joseph had not yet come. I've told you my story. That's why I am resistant, resistant to tribalism. This is Nigeria. There's no story you want to tell me. I just get, if I, you know, if I find you are too much into it, I either insult you very well so you won't talk to me again. You understand my point? Or if I can't insult you, I stop talking to you if you're like you're older than me. That's why I'm resistant to tribalism. Because like I always say, Joseph was not an Egyptian. No? You know, people who can't... No. <laughs> Lazy people without ideas. Once you deny them something, they will find a tribalism way to explain it. Christians, we reason differently. By faith, we understand. So if I get to a place, I go and employ, if I look for employment, they don't employ me, or they're giving out contracts, they don't give me, I don't feel anything. People say, ah, all of them, look at them. Can't you see their tribe? They are not from your place. Say so. If you are not from my place, you have not become God. When did my destiny get into your hands? The God that I serve is a consuming fire. Is Jehovah the man of war? I hope you are getting my point here. Let me tell you the kind of person that he is. If he wants to give me 2,000 naira, and you decide that he will not give me, 
They will warn you. You refuse. You warn your second time. Come off a road. I want to give bank you two, just ordinary 2,000 naira. If you don't hear, he will make your wife a widow over 2,000 naira. That, listen, I'm sorry to say, that's how bad it is. Nobody stands in his way and goes scot free. For him, it's not the 2,000 that's the issue. It's that I want to pass. You say, I should don't pass. Who are you? I will grind you to powder. That is the God I serve. That is why it's an insult for me to blame you for my misfortune. Who are you? I'm giving you more glory than you deserve. I'm giving you too much glory. I was not promoted and it's because of you. Who do you think you are? Even if you looked into my face and said, Banky, I want you to know. As long as I'm in this office, you will never be promoted. I said, God, sorry. That's what I'm going to tell you. I won't even pray about you. Do you know why? I don't love promotion that much. Because if I carry your matter to prayer, out of mercy for you, I won't pray about you. Who are you? No problem with Christians. They don't know the kind of God they serve. I said, that man said, I will never be promoted. Eh? People are very wicked. People are very wicked. People are very wicked. If they are crying, now go to church. All my enemies die. Die, die. All the die-die prayers are prayers of misunderstanding. Prayers because you think a man can hold back your progress. So you want him to die so your progress can go. Can, 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 can happen. The Bible says he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What is it? That's why people like me don't pray such prayers. I will not give you enough that amount of glory. Even the devil can't get it. How much more you? Or how much less you? I can't even be angry with the devil. That I did. The devil has only one thing to do. You know, I've told you many times. What is it? Tempt. You just say, Banky, come. Don't you like that girl? She's very fine, Abby. Yes. You can't talk to her now. That's all he can do. Listen, that's all. Look, if you go and read the story of Jim Baker, that's what happened. Jim Baker just jokingly said to one so-called pastor near him, that is because I don't have affairs. That's why my wife is behaving like this. You know, there are things you should not say. So the man said, eh, is that so? Now the man go arrange one stupid girl for, for man of God. A man of God arranged a woman for another man of God. That was the collapse of the ministry. The day I saw the girl on television, you could see a human being possessed of an evil spirit. I didn't even know why Jim Baker was sitting there with her in front of Larry King. So what are you discussing with this girl? For you to know this is a spiritual. The pastor who did that thing died shortly after of meningitis. That's the only thing. Look, listen, that's the only thing Satan can do. He can, who is he? All you need to do in life, keep yourself free of the evil one. Use the word of God to resist temptation every day. It doesn't have that kind of... I will not... If any... Look, God forbid, I won't die. But if I die today, I won't even... Like this today. Just today we are talking. I'll, I'll just be checking, Lord. How many messages? I hope my wife knows how to publish them. How many books? Where are they on my computer? I hope she remembers my password. As for Satan. Who is it? I don't know whether you are getting my point. How do you give him that kind of glory? He doesn't, he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. But let me end with this. It's a choice we make. You decide how you want to interpret your life. That's when you build your faith. Just make up, how do I want to interpret my life? That's why as you are living here, you know you can't be angry with anybody again. Do you, do you get my point? Mrs. Potiphar did you all the evil. Are you still angry? You can't be angry anymore. <laughs> no, think about, think about it. You see, you see Joseph? Some people have been angry with their mother-in-law. And that's why they are now falling sick. You have also, a doctor has given you all kinds of things. They gave you antacid, did not work. They gave you tagamet, did not work. They have put you on six months now of antibiotics, nothing for you. You have now developed intestinal problems because of antibiotics to cure ulcer. Just forget this woman. She will not, she can't do anything to you. In fact, funny enough, she's only one of the few people praying for you, weekend so Jezebel. No, very few people are praying for you. She's one of the few. Out of discipline that she learned the Catholic Church when she was young. You are angry. You know, some people, that's the problem. The anger against their mother-in-law. That's why they have ulcer. And like I said at the beginning, if you don't do what is right, you are going to have ulcer surgery in three months' time. And if you survive it, just know your wife was praying for you. Why will you allow all of that to happen? Because you are looking for who to be angry with. 
He said, Pastor, I'm not angry. Then tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, go to the market. Go and buy something. Dash it to her. Kneel down very well like a good woman. Mommy, good, good, good morning. You kneel down very well. She'll be looking like, what happened? Tell her the truth. Don't pretend. Say the truth, I was very angry with you, but I can't go back to the yesterday. Now I can't realize it, now me decrease. I'm sorry. Even Mrs. Potiphar, your mother lost Mrs. Potiphar. Sure you know. She's a normal, nice person. You are the one that's high on something. She's a normal, nice person. But Mrs. Potiphar was bad. Oh! Judah was bad. You know that? The brothers of... of um, not, Joseph, not Judah himself. Judah was a good one. Alright? Uh-huh. Simeon, Naphtali, Issachar, we mentioned all those wicked. Even Levi, ah, Levi, <laughs> priest of God. They conspired <laughs> and threw Joseph into that pit. I hope you know they were not planning to throw him. They were planning to kill him. I think it was Reuben that, that, that saved him. Yes. Reuben. Reuben was planning to come and remove him from behind, though, you know that? And go and give him back to his father. And then don't come to the field again. Before he came back, I, I, I know it's Levi. Levi and Simeon. Because those two boys are very wicked. You know, they were the ones that killed a whole clan of people. Uh-huh. Levi and Simeon had sold the boy before Reuben came back. So Reuben kept quiet. Conspiracy. But you look at everything. We know the story now, so we can laugh. They came to Joseph. Our father said she don't retaliate. <laughs> those old men. I hope you know those guys were old men. They were in their 70s. They said our father before he died said that uh, she don't she don't revenge you. <laughs> the Lord is good. Now what I want to talk about is Joseph's response. You know what he said? Am I in God's stead? He found this so, you know, like. Let put it like this. Why are you giving me the glory that does not belong to me? I told you before, I know you meant it for evil. But no matter what your enemies mean, God knows what he means. I hope I get my point. He said, but God meant it for good. And if you understand the power of God in your life, it's impossible to hold grudges against anybody. Let's bow down our hands to give the Lord thanks for the word. Let's just bow the, let us give the Lord thanks. Let's bow down hands. Just say, Father, we thank you. Thank you for freeing me through understanding. That's it. Say, Lord, thank you for freeing me through understanding. Thank you for freedom through understanding.